this is Austin, and welcome to the China Gaming Federation podcast. I'm joined here today with Josh, who has been a guest on a couple of podcasts before. And welcome. Hey, thanks. I'm glad to be here again. Yeah. So today we're talking about we're doing a retrospective on one of I think both of our favorite games, as well as making direct comparisons to another of our more recent. Favorite games. So we're going to be talking about Zelda: Majora's Mask, as well as discussing the Outer Wilds, which you recently played through, I believe. Yeah? Yes, I just finished、uh, last week, I think. Fantastic game! Fantastic、It、game.、Is. So,、uh, Outer Wilds came out a couple of years ago, and Majora's Mask released over twenty years ago in two thousand, I 2000, believe. Two thousand, yeah, twenty-two years ago. Yeah, as the sixth main installment in the Zelda series, and it also stands apart from other Zelda games for being unique. It's very, very unique. Yeah, yeah. it's very—it's、uh, much darker in tone than I think any other Zelda title, and it also has. Some it's one of the few games that doesn't technically take place in Hyrule. Yeah, there's only a couple Zelda games that don't. There's that, and there's Link's,、uh, Link's Awakening. Awakening. Yeah, yeah, both Link's Awakening, I believe, and、uh, Majora's Mask are one of the few games that don't prominently feature Zelda in、yeah. them, which is. Unique and interesting in and of itself for a game called Zelda. Yeah, she does appear in it in a flashback at the very beginning, you know, I believe. Beginning. Yeah, and that's, that's all you all see you of see. her. Yeah, which is interesting, and I think that's、uh, cool because you do see、uh, it's taking place in Termina, which is like a parallel universe or world or whatever to Hyrule, and you see a lot of the same characters from Hyrule in Termina. Don't see Zelda though. So that's unique, very interesting. So、uh, tell me,、uh, tell me a little bit. You know,、uh, let's start out, I guess, with、uh, talking a little bit more about Majora's Mask. Yeah.、Um, well, wh- when was the first time you played Majora's Mask? So I believe as a kid, I、uh, I rented it、huh. uh, for the N sixty four. Maybe I bought it. I probably bought it. But I don't think I really spent any serious time on Majora's Mask until the GameCube. With、mm-hmm. the, we had the the collector's edition or、yes. whatever of Zelda, which was what I think Zelda One, Two,、uh, Ocarina, uh, Ocarina, and Majora's, Majora's Mask, Mask、mm-hmm. and Master Quest or no? No, that was a separate oh, that、disc. was a separate disc, which was Ocarina of Time and Master Quest, which had previously only been released. In Japan,、mm-hmm. now interestingly,、uh, Majora's Mask and Master Quest came about around the around the same time. The disc drive came out, which、mm-hmm. was I think Master Quest originally was a disc drive only game. Yes, but、uh, Majora's Mask had been originally planned to be a. This drive game, and、yeah. then that's where the Japan, Master Quest came. The Japan only exclusive Nintendo sixty four accessory. Yeah, that never released outside of Japan because it was a flop. Yeah, and yeah. it didn't do much with it even in Japan. No, yeah. 
It, it did not succeed. They did not continue to support that. Yeah, the Majora's Mask, uh, I'm sure you were going to get to this, but the Majora's Mask had a notoriously short development time. A year. A year. Yeah. From the end of uh, Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask. They were able to reuse a lot of assets from Ocarina of yeah. Time, which uh, they, cut they had, Yeah, They had to, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it did look better than... Because it, it used the one, it was uh, Donkey Kong 64 and Majora's yeah. Mask, I think, were the only two titles that required the expansion pack. Because uh, I know some other games used it, uh, but those were the only Dark? two that required. You could, I think you could use Perfect Dark with the expansion pack. I don't know if it needed it. It may yeah. have. I could be wrong. But there were only a handful of titles that required you to use the uh, four megabyte expansion pack, yeah. which is. Oof. Oof. Power. Oh, man, I can't even imagine that now. Yeah. But the, um, yeah, I have the same experience as you do with Majora's Mask. When it came out 2000, that's very late Nintendo 64 days. Everyone right. else was already thinking about the next Nintendo console. The I think it was codenamed Dolphin. Dolphin. Yeah, and then came out as the GameCube. Um, Dolphin was also hidden in Majora's Mask as an image, I think, as a, oh. an allusion to... I did not know that. The GameCube, yeah. yeah. You uh, smashed a pot in an area of the game, and there was a drawing under the pot of uh, a dolphin. Uh, now, maybe, maybe not. Speculation, uh, but yeah. fun fact. That's fun. That's yeah. cool Easter egg. But yeah, I, um, I did not really play the game until it came out on that bonus disc. Was for That was for pre-ordering uh wind waker is that right i get the two confused because there's one that came out if you Zelda a subscription collection. to nintendo, nintendo power, power new subscription i believe oh yeah well, not, I, I not renewing that so. subs i think i got it i got a handful of ones but i had to sign up for a new subscription under my mom's name or something i oh. think or for pre-ordering wind waker i believe yeah from some from gamestop from, from gamestop getting, yeah, yeah. Or one other way, I think. And there was also a different method of getting it in Japan, I believe. But, I mean, eventually, later on down in the GameCube life cycle, you could purchase that used pretty much anywhere. It was very easily yeah. acquired. But I think what was interesting about that uh, port is that uh, when you started it up, it gave you a little warning that you uh, that the sound in the game was not correct they, they do you remember this they give you a little uh, a little warning and said like oh warning, yeah, yeah the yeah. sound in the game's not uh, not it exactly may right not be correct yeah, yeah. Because, like when you enter new areas the sound kind of skips a little bit don't the way i don't works. remember that yeah. but you know it, yeah. it, obviously i'm sure some people probably experience that yeah uh but nowadays i think that you could probably emulate it fairly accurately oh, yeah. and then so. there's the 3ds remake which is the most recent way i've played it i've heard that the uh, i see i didn't have a 3ds but oh. i heard the ocarina of time 3ds release was mm -hmm. not great i heard it was oh, ocarina was great i heard oh no no the it was majora's ocarina mask. the majora's mask one yeah. was not great i heard the only good thing about majora's mask was the bomber notebook had been updated yeah. and it was improved upon the original and but other saving things, is much improved right but uh, you have to say i remember statues i remember seeing that uh they just completely ruined swimming with the zora they ruined that they made it slower i think so yeah, like and some they of kind the timing of a in magic the dungeon. use or whatever where magic you could only yeah get. they did sounds and terrible that was that was dumb and then one of it the looks boss fights, beautiful it the, looks beautiful the giant's mask boss fight they really changed too yeah i saw that yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it looks cool, yeah. but it's just, it's a damn shame. It's a full shame. remake. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's worth playing, I think, but... No, it's not. It's it, worth playing the original. It's worth yeah. playing both, I think. Maybe, if you're, if you're into it. Now, uh, we've been discussing for a few minutes. For those that don't know, uh, the major mechanic of Majora's Mask is that it's a time loop, right? And it was originally intended to be a full week, I believe, but uh, they made it a three-day loop. And you can play... Uh, your ocarina as it is it is a zelda game you know you can play your play music to affect the game and specifically a majora's mask you can affect the flow of time with songs and i think that both in the outer wilds and in majora's mask music is a very big part mm -hmm. of both games and we can get into that a little bit further but I mean, I don't know about degrees, you. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about you, but I mean, growing up with Zelda and everything, I've always had the music be a big part of my life. You know, have it be ringtones yeah. or <laughs> you know whatever. I have I have wallpapers that are Zelda that that have. You just saw on both of my computers, it's a Zelda yeah. wallpaper, you know? And some of the wallpapers are live wallpapers that have Zelda music playing. And I'll have it up on my projector, walking around my house with my surround sound just blasting mm. Zelda soundtracks and stuff. So the music is a really big part of it. And the time loop mechanic, I think, is really interesting. And I don't think that we see enough games that really do the time loop and do it well yeah you know it's it's such a great mechanic for games uh i think it especially works well in zelda because um something that happens in a lot of zelda games and a lot of games in particular you when you want to see change in the world happen it doesn't happen by itself you have to first like finish a quest or do something and then the world changes right well majora's mask because it's set in a three-day time period mm -hmm. the world and all the events and everything go on they move on sure like with or without like your input uh, now you can change how those events turn out uh, like any good time loop or time travel story, sure. you can you can change how the, the how things are going to play out, uh, and that's what makes it like a lot of fun to play because you you see this world happening as a three day cycle. You keep right. playing again and again, and then um, like for example, the uh, what is it called? It's not Lon Lon Ranch, Terminal Ranch. Is that what it's called? I think it's uh, Ro Romina. Oh, Romina Ranch. I yeah. think that's right. Yeah. Romani Ranch. Romani Ranch. Yeah. The Romanis, who can forget? Um, There's an Easter egg there, too. Ganondorf and Epona can find his, be found as stuffed. Not Ganondorf. Oh. Ganondorf's horse. Yeah. And yeah, Epona yeah. can be uh, found as stuffed animals. In, in the, the kids' room? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but in that... On that ranch, uh, there is an alien invasion yeah. that happens at night. And if you do nothing, um, the all the cows will be taken away, and like one of the girls will be like, kind of brain dead. Uh, one of the sisters, that. yeah. Uh, but you can go in there and save the day, and then yeah, I think you get like a bottle for helping them. Mm, <laughs> like, for I guess, keeping like, the delicious one of the milk or scarcity, like, the yeah. most scarce resource on in Hyrule are bottles. I don't know why. <laughs> Well, I want to talk a little bit about that further is the temporal mechanics, right? Temporal mm -hmm. mechanics are a big thing in pretty much any game, right? I mean, just the flow of time 
is a big factor for humans in general, right? And, I mean, you look at older games and you have games where maybe you're... You have a time limit. I mean, think about the early Metroid games, or pretty much any Metroid right. game. The beginning of the game is yeah. beginning and the end. You yeah. have like a strict countdown. You have to escape. Right, and this so gives fun. you a feeling of reward, right? But also waiting in games, right? Think about idle games or all kinds of things where it's like, well, waiting gives this thing that you can get now that you have to wait for. It gives it a sort of intrinsic value because you feel like you've earned it through waiting for it. Yeah. Now, with a time loop game, you can go and experience something and alter the outcome and see how it changes things or go back and do it again differently, right? And so it's on subsequent playthroughs, even though you're experiencing the same thing, you feel like you've earned, you know, like... A mastery over the world uh, right. through its your understanding. I mean, that's kind of the core gameplay mechanic in the Outer Wilds. Is that it? You can basically beat the game from the get go if you know how. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, but but you get there through the repeated attempts at the game and understanding the world and the mechanics of the game better. Right? And it's the kind of game that, you know, you can really only play through once. Yeah. Which is a Unfortunately, shame. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, I recently saw a video uh, on YouTube about someone saying, I miss the Outer Wilds. Because it may be something, that I've turned over every rock, I did everything, and I'll probably never play it again. Unless you know, you, you don't have... Head trauma. Yeah, I mean, I, since I've beaten it, I've been just getting other people to play it. And I just sit there and watch, and I'm like, no, you figure it out. Yep. I'm just going to live vicariously through your struggles, yep. you know? And, uh, but I don't think that that's necessarily a criticism of the game. And oh, it's, no, it's, it's the same, it's very similar with, say, even Breath of the Wild. From the get go, you can go, once you get off of the, out of the, like, tutorial, hmm. the Great Plateau, you can go and fight Ganon, right? But really, you're going to be under-equipped to do that. Yeah. And, you you're know, people do it, you know, but they've put countless hours into the game to learn the mechanics to be able to perfect that and do that. Now, you know, I think the Breath of the Wild exploration is a good comparison to the exploration of... Yeah. But I of think... Of Outer Wilds. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to say that, like, the... Like time mechanic and everything of uh, Outer Wilds is obviously that's uh, Majora's Mask. Right. Uh, you can compare that to Majora's Mask, but everything else, like y you said, the music for uh, Majora's Mask. I think the m music in uh, um, in Outer Wilds can be better compared to Breath of the Wild. Oh, I don't think so. I think no? it's comparable. Well, I think that that Breath of the Wild. I don't think that the music. Is a huge component. Although the it's, only the only the only comparison I would make between Breath of the Wild music and Breath of the Wild uh, uh, Outer Wilds music is that both of them are kind of scored similarly to the way a film would be done, right? right? But I also think that the music is a key component of the gameplay in Outer Wilds, right? You have your signal scope. It can be how you discover yeah. things, and I think it also the way it layers and builds upon things mm -hmm. leading up to the 
the end game without spoiling things or anything right. but it's like all of these things that are working together in harmony and the the music you know still continue to come together up through the very final moments of the game you know and are very imp an important part of the game and I love the music in Outer Wilds too, just as yep. much as I probably love the music in Zelda. It's just there's I've got you know years and years of Zelda music. I've got one game with Outer Wilds, right. so do I listen to Outer Wilds as much as I listen to Zelda? Probably not, but yep. it's I don't have as much music, and uh, I think it's a really good soundtrack though. It's a testament to I mean. Um, they just did such a good job scoring that. Yeah, I mean, the reason I think it's, uh, like, I, I would compare it more to Breath of the Wild. Like, those soundtracks, the way it's uh, implemented into the game, uh, they are not afraid to, like, just let things be silent for the longest time. And the the score is a you know it's a dynamic score like as right. you get into an area where there's like something to discover there the score changes sure uh, and if you get into an area where something is dangerous of course it's going to change again um, yeah <coughs> like that that kind of dynamic score and especially the the presence of the silence there like that happens so much in Breath of the Wild. Sure. And in uh, Outer Wilds, um, like not so much in Majora's Mask. Yeah, Majora's, Majora's Mask, Mask you're has directly using. Active, yeah, you have yeah. an active role in the music, but in uh, in Outer Wilds, it's more of a passive role. Well, Outer Wilds, you know, Beecham, the the lead developer, had stated that that uh, you know Majora's Mask is playing. I think I said this in a previous podcast, but it's playing around with causality, whereas Outer Wilds is a dynamic solar system, mm -hmm. and I think that even, as you just said, comes into play with the music. It's a dynamic, like, film score, essentially, you mm -hmm. know, that's dependent upon what is going on. Without going into the details, you know, there are specific events that will happen that you will learn to hear musical cues that you're like, oh, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah. I think you know exactly one part that I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a. I mean, it's no surprise. We don't want to spoil Outer Wilds. That's why we're kind of talking in vague terms right now, uh, because we encourage everyone to play it if you like a good like exploration puzzle mystery game. Right. Um, I think along the lines of The Witness, but less clear. Yeah, or Paradise Killer, which is something I've talked about before. Uh, Paradise Killer also open world and kind of just dependent on your your own curiosity you yep. know and i think that's the whole game it's like how curious are you and how far down that rabbit hole do you want to go you know yeah well the the game um well we, we mentioned majora's mask takes place during a three day period right which in game if you don't speed up or slow down the time that's about an hour long it's an hour uh and then in outer wilds it's a 22 minute uh, period and um, feels not longer. Going to, though. Not going to spoil like what happens at the end. And, like you can just play for 22 minutes yourself and see what happens. Yeah, the game's on Game Pass, so if you have like PC or Xbox Game Pass, you can um, try it out for yourself. But it's it's pretty wild, like what happens after that first 22 minutes, and yeah. that's gonna happen again and again and again, like you're in Groundhog Day. Um, yeah, 
But in uh, Majora's Mask, the I mean, the game's twenty two years old. We, we can spoil it now, like the and if, and it's, if it's you pretty know anything, clear what's yeah. happening from even the, from any promotional material. Yeah. Look at the moon is going to crash and term- yeah, so. destroy the world. And you know what? Speaking of spoilers for Majora's Mask, I'm not going to spoil the very end, but if you played Super Smash Bros. Melee, which I did in 2001 when it mm-hmm. came out, uh, a year after uh, Majora's Mask released, there's a stage in uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee right, where you see the ending of the game in the level. Yeah, that's really cool. Really yeah, it's cool. really cool, but like, I was like... I was gonna play this game, and you spoil it. I still play it. I mean, it, but it doesn't it completely spoil it. It's just a part of the ending, you know. But y- yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, sure. But really, really uh, cool stuff. So let's talk a little bit about a little bit more, just about the uh, you know some of the quirks with Majora's Mask and stuff so and also on the Outer Wilds Majora's Mask no I think both have some light horror elements you know I mean the redead oh, yeah. and 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 all stuff and the uh, there's parts of Majora's Mask and Outer Wilds that definitely get a bit darker yeah you know and and you still haven't played the uh, Echoes of the Eye I haven't. DLC but if it, you know anyone who's seen the trailer can clearly see that it's a bit darker mm. in tone than the main game. So it's, uh, and I think they did a really good job with the DLC about introducing new mechanics without kind of breaking anything in the game. They really expand upon the core gameplay mechanics without breaking anything. And it's definitely worth getting into i recommend you do that having not done yeah. that yet you should do that and yeah. i don't want to spoil i, I want anything to, for anyone but it's great because i know how outer wilds plays like you mentioned you can only play it once i want to experience savor it yeah so i might wait a little while before i dive into that but. i uh i beat outer wilds i finally got around to playing it and i beat it maybe a month or so before the dlc came out so okay. i had a, I had a short actually- break and then it w- but it was all i could think about yeah. and i got other people to play it It was like still fresh in my mind mm-hmm. but i had a nice little break and yep. then it, and then it was like when the dlc came out i was heavily invested staying mm-hmm. up until like eight in the morning wow. playing it yeah and having some moments that kind of made me unsettled and uneasy as i said because it's darker and more i don't know you know it really it was fun staying up late at night and being in that setting you know yeah so with the uh, majora's mask i think some fun notes to touch on happy mask salesman yeah he was a great character well great he wasn't character. a character really in the Ocarina of time he was, he was in there. a side character yeah, but, he was but, there, but he- prominent player in Majora's Mask, essentially you can almost say he might be the antagonist. He's yeah. the one that kind of sets up the whole situation with mm-hmm. the Skull Kid and everything. And I would like to point out that he is based on Miyamoto. And you will oh, never yeah. be able to unsee that. And he has the Mario mask he's, on his he's back. He's got yeah. the Mario mask. He's got the same haircut, the same smile. The same laugh. Same, maybe, yeah. <laughs> and both Miyamoto and the Happy Mask salesmen are trying to go around and spread joy by selling things. Mm. One's selling Mario and one's selling... Well, I guess they're both technically selling yeah, Mario. He's Mario got the mask, mask. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, also... He's going some, to the world. Yeah, some other fun facts. The Indiegogo's. 
the band mm-hmm. in the Zora domain, uh, they play covers of classic Zelda tunes. Mm. Yeah, so... And on the China note, there was a console in China called the IQ player. Oh, the IQ, yeah. Yeah. And it played various Nintendo games. It was a controller that plugged directly into the TV. Yeah. And actually, Majora's Mask was deemed too dark for Uh IQ players. And it was apparently violating censorship laws here as well. So it was banned. Wow. Yeah. No go. No go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Also, it has the lowest number of dungeons in any Zelda game, even less than Breath, Breath of the of Wild, Wild, which has technically has five it's dungeons. Five with the DLC, yeah. Yeah, and this well, has four. Six with the DLC. This has four. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I, I still wouldn't consider the... The dungeons. Would, yeah, they're yeah, not really dungeons. dungeons. Yeah. They're fun, but... Yeah. They're fun, but it's... Uh, I want a proper Zelda dungeon. Yeah, you know too. what I mean? Breath I'm hoping... Well, yeah, I'm hoping we get some of that. So I'm really so. looking forward to that. Uh, also, on the dark note, Majora's Mask is the only Zelda game where you can kill an NPC. You remember um, the, uh, the, uh, what is it called? Wait, wait, wait. The, uh, the Blast Mask? Okay, there's that guy, Seikon, that's stealing the bombs or whatever. He's got it. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. And if you shot him with an arrow, it would cause the bombs to blow up. And you would fail the mission. Oh. Yeah. And he died. Yeah. Of course. It's a bunch of bombs going off. (laughs) So, that's interesting side note. The all-night mask, which would allow you to stay up listening to the grandma's stories because you would always fall asleep. Yeah. If you spoke to the gossip stones, you'd find out that it was a torture device. Oh. Designed to keep people up indefinitely. Yeah, that's dark. Yeah, it is dark. The Japanese version did not it, uh, did not have the owl statues. No quick save. You can only save through playing the Song of Time. Oh no! Starting over from the beginning. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, it's For a Japanese. bit harder. Although bearing in mind that it is a, uh, it's only an hour. You yeah, know, it so is an hour, I mean, compared compared to I mean, with Outer Wilds was a twenty-two minutes. That that did feel like a long time, though, to be fair. It'd be like, all right, I'll just do one more loop. I'll do one more loop. Mm-hmm. But it would be like, oh, man, like fucking three hours have gone by or something, you know? And yeah. it's like, and it would be like when I'd start a new loop, I'd be like, I have to finish it. Yeah, you have to. I have to finish it, yeah. Even mm-hmm. quitting the game at the beginning of a new loop, I'd feel bad. I'd be like, but I started it. I started it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Bremen mask, the, uh, like, eagle one, uh-huh. a- actually comes from a story called The Town Musicians of Bremen by okay. the Brothers Grimm. Oh. Yeah, it's a fairy tale by the... It's a little reference Yeah. There. Also, Dark Stories, yeah. the originals, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the game's biggest side quest, Andrew's Anguish, the, oh, yeah, the, two, the, lovers. the two Lovers. Oh, yeah, the Two Lovers. Yeah. That actually comes, uh, from a true story. About the staff about members that. getting married uh, during the, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Taipo Dong missile crisis, yeah. the North, North Korea, Korea. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, and they were like, why are you getting married while there are missiles, like, raining down, you yeah. know? And they were like, okay, well, this seems like a good setting to kind of retell that story with the moon. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah another, um, uh, another dark story that I know from, um, from the game is, like, when you, when you start off, like, uh, you're possessed by the Deku... Sh- Deku Shrub's mask right and um, like you're going through this little area you never return to that area but you go through this little area you, it's like a little tutorial or, I mean I guess platforms. you return to it at the end of the game through the cutscene yeah. or whatever but, but yeah but you um, you pass by this like like twisted dead tree thing that right. you, is like eh, there's kind of a mystery there you don't know what it is at the end of the game the like one of the side characters uh, Deku Butler is that mm-hmm. his name? Uh, he's at he's like during the end credits scene. He's like kneeling by the 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 um, the dead tree, and he's uh, he's crying. Like that's that was his son. He talked about his son. Oh, yeah. like, missing during the game, and that's dark. So you're wearing the mask of his dead son's soul. Creepy, yeah. creepy. Speaking of the creepy note, the uh, the game actually served as the primary inspiration for uh, in the 2010s. There was. Uh, Kind of a web series myth thing called uh, Ben Drowned. I don't know if you heard about that. There's like we talked about it so. on a previous podcast episode. So it was, uh, I mean, it was by this guy Alexander D. Hall, and he like found a copy of Majora's Mask oh, at a garage sale. Yeah, as a haunted uh-huh. one or whatever, and it, it kind of helped define the whole creepy pasta yeah. genre of online storytelling, and. I I thought that was kind of interesting. So also talking on the the uh, you know going back to the music, the music was written by the the same composer for most of the games, mm-hmm. Koji Kondo, crushing it as usual, and Aonuma, the uh, lead designer. He uh, he actually we we mentioned Groundhog Day you yeah. know and and time loops are a thing in popular culture and stuff. He actually reported that the concept was inspired by Run Lola Run. Oh, uh-huh. it's interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I would think it would be Groundhog Day. Gro- sure. I mean, right? When you talk about time loops, I think that's the first thing most people think about. Absolutely. I mean, there's been recent uh, time loop stories in recent years, like the. the Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I still haven't watched it. And I oh, heard it's man, really it's so cool. Good. Yeah, it's so good. It's like a video game. It, yeah, it, I'd like to watch yeah. it. Edge of Tomorrow. There's the um, one that came out last year, Palm Springs. I Didn't think. watch that. It's a good. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's all cute. right. Yeah, like one thing. I mean, we're not talking too much about. Um, we're not here to discuss um, Groundhog Day, but like one thing I love about Groundhog Day is that the the mystery of why this time loop is happening is never solved. Right. There's never explanation. Any other movie would have had him go to like this antique shop at the beginning and he buys this ancient uh, Chinese amulet and it's cursed or something. Nothing like that. That never happens. It doesn't need to happen. The like the whole like theme of the movie is like this monotony and like if you had an explanation for what happened that would like take away from the monotony of everything. But, um, but like Palm Springs does have an explanation. Edge of Tomorrow does. It makes more sense than Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, and of course, the games we're talking about today—they both have explanations, explanations for what's going on. I think at I the think- end of both games, you kind of have enough of your answers mm-hmm. 
that you feel clarity, resolution, mm -hmm. and then there's just enough ambiguity to let your mind, you know, yep. explore the possibilities of what does this mean? What the, you know, what a, mm -hmm. yeah, I think at the very end of Outer Wilds, you're like, yeah, I think I get it. I think I get it. But what about A? Or what about yeah. B? Or what if? Blah, 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 blah. You know, mm -hmm. like you can let your imagination play with the concepts that are presented. But I think that there's enough resolution that you're not like, what the, what the fuck? Like, why? Why? Yeah. Yeah, there's none of that. So... I mean, at the beginning of Outer Wilds, you might feel that oh, way. Oh, sure. I'm, like, I'm sure end, at a, a lot of points, you'll be like, wait, what? And when you, maybe there'll be periods where you think, okay, I get it. Yeah. I know you messaged me a couple of times where you're like, oh. Yeah. And, and then a little bit later, you'd it be like, oh, never mind. Yeah. That was wrong. And then later, you'd be like, Oh. <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, one thing I love about that game is that you learned through trial and error. Right. Yeah. Like we said before, that uh, the game's open from the get-go, right? Mm -hmm. And there are things that, I mean, you can pretty much do anything from yeah. the beginning of the game. It's not like Metroid where you unlock abilities or something. You unlock abilities through... Same thing with a game like Toki Tori 2 mm -hmm. or something, right? Yeah. You learn through doing things right and it's your game's knowledge where you gain mastery exactly. not game abilities right and so like we said uh discussing before this we were discussing a little bit about the design of the game i think that outer wilds does they did an excellent job with design on leading the player even though it is open they do a great job of kind of guiding the player without words or without you know just through the design of the game to I mean, kind of there's plenty of words but it's words that you discover from, yeah not yeah, just not just explore. the words but also through like the visual design right. it'll be it'll like you know a part of a planet pretty much that doesn't have any visual stimuli you'll mm. be safe to assume that there's, there's nothing, nothing there mm -hmm. and there are a couple points where maybe there is something there but it's not really relevant to you right until you you know are guided there and figure out oh that's why it's relevant yeah the, right? yeah i would get to so many places where i'm like what is this i don't i don't know what to do here right like maybe i'll i'll get some new equipment later and i'll come back but yeah, like, no it's not metroidvania yeah. it's not a metroid game you're not gonna get that but you learn the rules of it and then you can go back yeah so on the outer on outer wilds it uh was originally alex beecham's master thesis at usc and the original alpha is actually available free to play you can download it and it's pretty cool i played through it and there's a lot of similarities there's stuff that's like okay they had a lot of mm. key components from the get-go before they had a full team working on this and everything yeah and uh nerd cubed played a video of the game during its alpha that actually boosted it to wow really Streaming. huge popularity such a surge in traffic to the website that uh for people to download the alpha that that you know it blocked the servers they shut down wow. and a message when you tried to download it displayed due to a sudden inexplicable surge in traffic the alpha download is currently offline we'll try to have it back up soon and this the words inexplicable surge were a link to nerd cubes video oh. so that's kind of cool that's cool 
Uh, also on the Alpha, you you know models and everything were different, but yeah. you can actually find the model of the uh, the ship from the Alpha build of the game on the Addle Rock. Oh. Why don't you go yeah, back and just take that. a uh -huh. quick look for that and see if you can find it. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend to anyone interested in playing the game, if you are interested in checking out the alpha build of the game, I would suggest you do so probably after playing the yeah. commercial release. It's, it might kind of ruin some of the experiences for you a little bit. I've seen clips. It looks it looks rough. but It's rough, yeah. but it's really cool, yeah. I think, it's if you've played project. the... Student project, master thesis, right? So I think it's cool going back to and mm -hmm. seeing the roots after you've played the full release of the game. Yeah. But I don't think it's worth getting into and potentially ruin. As I said, it's all about the joy of discovery. Right. Right. So I don't want anybody to you know ruin or like kind of spoil some of those discoveries that you're gonna have in the superior experience as the commercial release. Yeah. So, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, yeah, well, we've talked a lot about these two games. Um, I know, like, just this past year, there's a couple other games that had time loop mechanics. Deathloop? Like Deathloop in 12 minutes. Yeah. I heard Didn't play either of them? I, I did not either. But I'm, I'm in, 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 I can't even talk. I am interested in Deathloop. Because uh, I do like Arcane Studios, mm -hmm. man. They're yeah, good. Arcane's great. Uh, but, I mean, it's not a game I'm rushing out to... By, you know, I'll yeah. get around to it when I get around to it. There's a game that I heard of recently. It's called Vision Soft Reset. Have you heard of this? No, but I like the name. Yeah, Vision Soft Reset. It's a time loop game, uh, but it's a Metroidvania. And when you get to checkpoints, those checkpoints become places you can rewind back to. Sounds interesting. Uh, and you get it's because it's a Metroidvania. You know, you get equipment and stuff. Right. When you reset, you keep the equipment ah. but any heart pieces or anything to extend your health or to extend your you ammo lose them. you lose those wow so interesting yeah, that seems really cool i'll have to take a look at that and there's also minute which is mm -hmm. oh yeah i played that one minute that's, yeah, yeah it's one minute loops and, yeah so mm -hmm. interesting interesting game similar to you know it's you replay replay and learn mastery over yep. the world what you need to do and have to go through and complete everything it's an in a minute. Hour or two to play. It plays more like Depending, a top-down Zelda game. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, it depends, you know, on how long, you know, mm -hmm. how good you are at figuring out those puzzles and yeah. stuff. So it may take a little bit longer for some, a little bit less for others. But it's a very cool game. Yeah. All right. Uh, on that note, what else are you playing recently? Oh, I just finished playing uh, Psychonauts, the original. Great uh, might game. Start up Psychonauts too soon. Uh, I have a new PC, so like that'll be able to run that. Um, yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, to, we're, the day we're recording this is the day of the Nintendo Direct. Um, they announced uh, Earthbound and uh, Mother Earthbound Beginnings right. uh, released. I want to play those, but uh, I might hold off on those for now because they're long RPGs. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I'm playing now. A lot of what cool games mentioned in that direct. Uh, me, so I I think I just beat Lifeline DLC for State of Decay and wanted to go into State of Decay 2. Oh, wow. Uh, I played a lot of State of Decay back in the day. I yeah. love that game. One of my favorite zombie games. Also been playing a bit of Project Zomboid. 
Uh, I don't know why I'm doing all this zombie stuff. Also, (laughs) Dead Estate, which is also zombies. Yeah, the old Flash game on Newgrounds. Japanese show. What's it called? Oh yeah, I watch it. All of us are no, no, dead no. or whatever. Yeah. Is it Japanese? Yeah, it's Korean. Japanese. Korean. Oh, it's Korean. Korean. It's a Korean show. Yeah. Yes, I did watch, I did watch that. that. So that's why in your zombie. Uh, yeah, show. I guess yeah. so. That was a pretty fun show, I think. And uh, I'm also uh, I'm ashamed to say this, but I'm uh, I'm playing a lot of Cookie Clicker. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Is clicking your life away. Clicking my life away. We'll see. I've got most of it automated now. So. Oh, okay. Uh, occasionally I get into idle games and that goes back to the whole time mechanics, right? So it's like, uh, I feel like I've earned things because I've waited for it, right? And for an idle game, right? It's actually an incredibly, you know, complicated game with, with, uh, there's like stock markets, there's farming, uh, there's like a lot of mini games that you get magic spells and other things. And there's a lot of complex mechanics to, what you'd think is a relatively yeah. simple game. Uh, but I don't know. It's just something I've got on in the background, you know. Yeah. And I heard about it recently because it came out on Steam. Mm-hmm. And Universal Paperclips is one of my all-time favorite games because it is so unique, hmm. so weird. I would recommend that to not anyone, but most people because it's easy enough yeah. to get into I've but never universal paper into just if you ever game like if you that, only ever try one universal paper clips it's uh i think um bennett foddy worked on it okay and uh another guy and it's i don't know man the message that it's got and the way that it goes through things and stuff is sets it apart from anything else out there. It's not just some stupid idle game. It's a game with a message, and it's cool. Hmm. Uh, and my love for that was what made me think, maybe I'll check out Cookie Clicker. Okay. And then I got to the Grandma Apocalypse, where all the grandmas get evil, and yeah, things wow. get weird, get weird. And so I was There's like, all right, I, I guess I will just keep exploring this weird stuff. Hmm. So yeah. Zombies and, you know, grandmas killing people. That's where my head's at. All right. Anyways, thank you so much for joining hey, me today. Pleasure to be here. Uh, and thank you for listening to the China Gaming Federation podcast. You can check out other episodes on our website and take a look back at our history. Join us next time and take care. Over and out. Toodaloo.